Pop 28. Woo! Matt Farley. The greatest songwriter who ever wrote over 19,000 songs and counting. And other weird stuff on the internet. With Ken Mills and Courtney Cronin-Dolb. Welcome back to Pop, episode 28 of Pop, <laughs> with Ken and Courtney. <laughs> Weird things around the internet, Ken and Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> You're so sing-songy today, Ken. I am. <laughs> We are in a goofy mood, and we're having fun. <laughs> a lot of cool stuff is going on. We are reunited, and it feels so good, Courtney. It does. Um, lots been going on. <laughs> and it does. <laughs> Awkward silence. <laughs> Awkward silence. It does feel good. Yeah, it does feel good. And you had fun at the Kiss Indie Expo with Craig Gass and... Mark Slaughter and everybody. It was just an amazing time hanging out with all the rock stars. I know. They're so fun. It was really fun. It was really fun. The expo was very well put together. It was organized so well. And um, there was so much. I mean, I was busy because I was working. And Craig was, when he was on stage, is basically when I got to kind of run around and do more stuff. But I saw all our friends and from Podcast Rock City, and I saw the guys from Ages of Rock and Growing Up Rock and, you know, Sonny and, and Steven and Jody and Amber and Joe, and that was great. And it was really fun. I got to hang out, and then I got to go to Eric Singer's birthday party, and that was super fun. Yeah. And he was really surprised. He had no idea. Sony couldn't get him out. Sony, who works for Keith, could not get him out of his room because he was, he was watching the news, and he was tired because they played that night. And he had done meet and greet like all day. Like he had a full day and his family was there and um, they uh, came to, you know, to see him because it was his birthday, but he didn't know anything about the party because it didn't start till like 1030 at night. Uh So she finally got him downstairs and he's like, what is it? And they're like talking outside the door about something funny. And then uh, she busted the door open and then, you know, finally she's like, just go in the door, you know. And then he went in the door and was like, oh, my God. He was really surprised. He was really surprised. It was really sweet. Heck of a birthday party when you have Ace Fraley. Uh, Ace Fraley in his pajamas. This is real, folks. <laughs> and you had the Kulik brothers, Bob and Bruce, Lydia Chris. Uh, this so many people. Carrie Stevens was there. From I've Carrie. interviewed her before. She's fantastic. Carrie and I hung out a lot, actually. Carrie and I really hit it off. She's great. She is fantastic. She's awesome. She and I hung out a lot and I hung out with the usual suspects I would be hanging out with. And it was just really fun. And our table was Craig, me, Todd Kearns, Brent Fitz, their friend Richard, and this other friend of Brent's, I forget his name, who drove all the way from, I think he drove all the way from Minneapolis or from Canada, actually. And then um, this other couple that was really sweet, he works for Guns N' Roses. And we had a really fun table and it was really, really, really fun. Wow. The music was great and there was so much that happened. Ace, Bruce, and Bob all on stage together. That was pretty crazy. And Eric playing drums and then mixing it up with Bobby Rock and with Brent Fitz. And, I mean, it was pretty crazy. 
Mm. And then Todd Kearns singing all those songs. He sang a lot of songs. They were all pretty blown away by him. He, wow. he blew the room up. He nailed every song, Gene songs and Paul songs. Just like nailed them. Well, we're going to have Mr. Todd Kearns on an episode of Pop coming up. And I also want to have him on the podcast as well. You should have him on podcast to talk because yeah. he's such a Kiss fan. And, you know, it was so like because we talked about it um, afterwards and he he really I mean, you could tell how much fun he was having up there. Right, it right. shows. I mean, he's also a great showman, but it just showed like how much he actually cared about the music. Like, yeah, he cared. And it and it showed and it showed the fans appreciated him so much. Like it was badass. It was so good. For those of you not familiar with Todd Kearns, he was the gentleman who was in the band Toque that we played uh, in episode 27. Might as well go for a soda. So we're going to have him on to talk about that project as well. Oh yeah, they did another one. They did a second Toque. It's coming out. Oh wow, excellent! Just in time then. Yeah, they recorded it here. They just finished it. I can't wait to hear it. I'm a huge fan of the Tuke stuff. It's really, really good. Uh-huh. Yep. It was sounds like an incredible weekend. Anton Fig was there, Bobby Rock, Lita Ford, so many people. And if you missed it, you missed it. And uh, we'd like to send a shout-out to Keith LaRue and Steve Stierall. It's just fantastic. They know how to throw a party. So we love you, Keith LaRue. Yes, Keith, you're amazing. Hoping for next year. How are you going to top it? So, I, I don't know. He's literally, I, I really, really don't know. He's going to have to like dig up Prince and Freddie Mercury. And like, <laughs> I, I seriously don't even know like how it's, it was so good. It was so good. Every mm-hmm. single second of the, of the music at the end of the night was amazing. Like there was no downtime. There was no, there was no, let me go pee during this song. It yeah. just didn't exist. It was like back to back to back to back to back. So today on Pop, we're talking about Matt Farley. Courtney, in one sentence or so, tell the folks about Matt Farley. Well, Matt Farley is a songwriter and a musician, and he was in a band, and he noticed that his band wasn't getting a lot of hits online until he started writing songs about putting celebrity names in them and putting like toilet humor references. And then he started getting all these hits. So he just started writing like hundreds of songs a week. And he's been doing this for almost 10 years, I think. And I think he's written about 18 or 19,000 songs. Um, but he has songs about like every single celebrity. He writes songs about all kinds of stuff. He wrote a song about me. And we're and going then, to talk about that. I know. It was the best. I was so flattered. But I'm so supportive of him. I've been supporting him for a long time. So, But everything he does makes me laugh. He's hilarious. He's really, he's really intelligent. His stuff is not your run-of-the-mill silly song. He actually has awesome twists. You don't see the punchlines coming. And as a comedy writer, I love when I'm surprised. And I'm surprised all the time in his songs. I don't see it coming. I think it's fair to say that Matt Farley is a internet sensation. That word's thrown around a lot, but you know, from his appearance on Fallon to just building his own credibility on the internet. It definitely is happening. It's it's getting really close to where he's going to become like a household name. I'm surprised that he's not bigger than he is. I'm surprised more of the late night shows haven't had him on. Yeah. I like when hot girls on Twitter 
misspell easy words. <laughs> that should be makes... its own website. Oh, it's so funny. It's like, I definitely did not have an education because I'm <laughs> sorry. That's not nice, but it does make me laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when hot guys misspell words, too. <laughs> yeah, but when someone's really hot, they don't even have to know how to spell. I guess not. That's hot but privilege. Life's just easier. Hot privilege. <laughs> and if you're rich, you, you rich. don't even have to be hot. You can get away with doing anything stupid if you're rich. That's true. That's true. If you're rich enough, you're attractive enough and smart enough, even if you're not. So, Did you see that the Backstreet Boys have a new song? I did. Yeah, it's, it's it was like number one. And it's it's a really good song. I'm really digging it. It brings out the boy band lover in me. Yeah. So here's the Backstreet Boys. We'll play a little bit of their new song. I got mixed emotions. Did I finally find me a river that could lead me out to the ocean? Cause I've only ever known the kind of love that leaves you battered and broken So forgive me for my mixed emotions Yeah, yeah I'm not that kind of person who can fall in and out of love with you That's not what love's supposed to do by the Backstreet Boys. They're doing really good with that. I really dig that song. And Lee McCormick, he does the Tramps Like Us Bruce Springsteen podcast. We're going to do a crossover with him at some point. I'm going to be on his show, actually, very soon. I said to Lee McCormick, uh, we were celebrating our happy friendship anniversary day on Facebook, and uh, <laughs> I said we should start a boy band, and he said that he can't dance, and I said we'll be the first sit-down boy band. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. You could just play musical chairs the whole time, and then there's one of you left. Yeah. Sitting on the bench. The comeback tour. Yeah. They were the first sit-down boy band, and now they're back. Sitting more than ever. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I, I usually would have something clever to throw in there, <laughs> but I got nothing. I got no ha this week. I got no harm. We're gonna sit right here and tell you that we love you because you're so cool and there's no one above you. And uh, yeah, there that's you go. pretty good. Thank you. We're gonna sit right here <laughs> and tell you that we love you. <laughs> and then I saw you walking by, baby. But I couldn't get up because I was sitting in a chair. <laughs> oh, yeah. And my leg had fallen asleep <laughs> because I'm elderly. Oh, yeah. you're not elderly. 
Hey, May twenty fifth, I turned fifty five. So why don't you come sit on my lap, baby? That could oh, be like yeah, one of those. Oh yeah, girl. You know you want to sit on my lap. Oh yeah, girl. Have you noticed it's always the guy that's got like the weird facial hair or the weird hair that always does those things? Like I always like the facial hair guy. I always yeah. like the guy with the beard. Always. Oh, babe. Here I am sitting on this park bench. I'm too lazy to get up because <laughs> my knees hurt. No, I wasn't in the war or nothing. I just made really bad food choices. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're going to sit right here and tell you that we love you. With my bulging disc and my serious sciatica. I got a cane. It's not for an affectation. <laughs> it's because I need it. Yeah. Oh my god. I wish I had more. <laughs> You're doing great. Hard to contribute, being that I'm a comedy writer for a living and everything. I just am not funny this week. Everything I was writing was like, and then the guy sets up. Like I just was like, you know, it doesn't. I mean, it's not every day, but like I had two days in a row where I was just like not funny, and I think this might be the third day. This might be day three of me not being funny. You know, it's like Austin Powers lost his mojo. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what's happened to me. Um, Someone has taken my comedy ha and I haven't gotten it back yet. I got to get it back. Headline news here. Breaking story. Courtney (laughs) Cronin-Dold lost her funny. Did. The last time we saw it, it was in Indy. (laughs) I did have it there. Yes. Yeah. I had it there, had it when I got back, but then I got the flu. I got a really bad flu where I was like, I had a fever for like off and on for like three days. I really should have gone to the urgent care, but I didn't. <clears throat> and I was really sick. So I'm probably just bouncing back from that and I'm just a little bit weak. That's all. Well, I'm glad you survived. I'm glad you survived. We need you. I need you. It was a bad flu. Bad flu. Bad. bad. Naughty flu. You're a bad flu. Yeah, that's so. that's another song by uh, the bench sitters <laughs> or whatever I named them. Oh yeah, girl, you make me sick in a good way. This next one is called Doctor's Waiting Room. <laughs> I could sit there for hours. We're sitting here for an hour. The doctors come in nine times and then he disappears. Where does he go? That's someone else's joke, but. I met you, you were a nurse. (laughs) I thought that my sickness was a curse. But you made it better. Oh, yeah. Well, you made it better. Baby, get out your tongue depressing. (laughs) This next song is called Riding on an Uncrowded Bus. (laughs) There's plenty of seats for everyone. (laughs) So... They're an old boy band on top of <laughs> who have no cars, who have to take public transportation. Mm-hmm. It's the early bird special. That's why I come here. It's the early bird special, and I come here for you. You're my favorite waitress. You're my early bird special. <laughs> early bird special. My favorite waitress. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. That's enough sitting jokes. Yeah. So 
with all that uh, craziness, we're going to go to our interview with Matt Farley. Joining us on the Pop Hotline is the one, the only, Matt Farley. Welcome to Pop, sir. Thank you. It's an honor. Now, we have teased your appearance a couple <laughs> times through the years, wouldn't you say? I talk about Matt on every single podcast I do. I've noticed. Yeah. And I appreciate it. I do. He makes me laugh. His songs make me laugh. For those of you that aren't familiar, Matt has uh, is a songwriter. Probably, I think, have you, are you in the Guinness World Book for being the most prolific songwriter of all time? Uh, no, but um, I think I... I think I have the most, but who, you know, I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. I definitely will have the most before I'm dead. I, I think at this rate. <laughs> I think so too. I happened upon his music, as some people would do, because he has so many different songs and band titles. And I actually um, stumbled upon you because of your Neil Finn song. And, nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. Like Spotify and iTunes keep on coming up with new rules based on the weird uh, things that I do. And um, a year or two ago, there was a new rule that you can't have a song with a famous musician's name in the title. And I, I honestly oh. think it's specifically because I've written a song about every famous musician and they, uh, <laughs> they got sick of me. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's, that's quite an honor that... Uh they set up a rule just to stop you personally. I mean, think about that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the, pretty damn cool. The, the beauty of it is, though, um, they haven't taken down all all the ones I already put up. So at this point, I was getting to the point where I was singing about like the bass player of obscure bands. <laughs> so um, I'm in good shape. I've already sung about pretty much every musician you can think of. Well, I, I first found you back in the day. I have a stepson who has the biggest crush on Zoe Deschanel. Uh -huh. Who is it? Zoe Deschanel? Zoe Deschanel? Zoe. Zoe, as in I'm going to the zoo. Yeah. So really? Zoe, yeah. Yeah, yeah Zoe. Uh -huh. And so I thought, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check out these albums that she does, you know, and I did a search on Amazon for Zoe Deschanel, right? <laughs> and I found a few songs about her going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's I I mispronounced her name. I call her Zoe, but uh um, right. yeah, I think it's called Zoe Deschanel uh farts or poops. I don't know which one I did with her, but <laughs> it was a, it was a couple if I remember because you got nine more than 99 cents from me cuz I just bought a bunch of these and I sent them to my stepson and I said, "Enjoy this because no, <laughs> nobody wants to, you know, their their crush and they're thinking about them pooping and hear this her name is Zoe Dashnell, she's an indie goddess, imagine her on the toilet, isn't that the artist? No one that pretty ever has to go number two, number two, number two, number two. She's a gorgeous actress and she also sings, Zoe Dashnell can do anything, she even goes
Look at her amazing body and her cute, cute eyes. If she didn't poop, you know that Zoe would die. Even someone with such a beautiful face needs food to live and must excrete the waste. Oh, 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 but she's so damn pretty. No one that pretty has to go number two. But she does almost every day, and sometimes twice a day, sometimes three times a day. Zoe That's how I found you originally, but it led me to the poop song and other poop songs. Songs about poop. <laughs> yes, and- I've fallen into that. I've fallen into that dark, dark place too, where I'm literally, I don't get work done. I'm just sitting here cracking up, laughing at your songs. But Matt, can you tell our listeners like a little bit of like, how, like just so they understand like what we're talking about, like how you started doing this and all the songs and how you have the different band names and. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, um, I had loftier aspirations at one point. And I was in a you know a songwriting duo called Mo's Haven, and we you know I think we've written the greatest songs of the century um, over over Forget the Lennon and McCartney. No, I really think I'm better than both of them. And um, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, what what we learned was that uh, no one cared about our really well written songs, and every once in a while, just because for laughs, we'd write kind of silly songs like uh, "My Goldfish Dead" or uh, "I Love Hugh Grant." And um, and and I noticed those were the only songs making any kind of money, and 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 they weren't even making they they were making me about two dollars per song per year if if I wrote a song with an unusual word in the title, uh-huh. and so then I I spent the last ten years writing nineteen thousand songs with unusual words in the title. Seriously, you're up to nineteen thousand. How do you keep it all straight? Yeah, nineteen thousand and sixty-seven. Wow. I've probably heard somewhere around 11,000 of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so and and just to keep it organized, like I I use different pseudonyms um depending on the the theme of the music. So the Toilet Bowl Cleaners is by far my most popular band. I'm the only <laughs> member of the band, but it's a band that sings all about um, poop for the most part. Uh and then like there's the Hungry Food Band doing songs about food. The singing animal lover sings about animals, and so on. I have seventy-two different pseudonyms that I use to put out stuff. Seventy-two? That's insane. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why, yeah. <laughs> that's why sometimes it's hard to find stuff, or you have to ask him. That's why I asked you the other day because I was do I was at, I was back at All Things Comedy, which was the first I played your um, stuff on um, Lana Turner's podcast, Perfect Ten. Yeah, and it was like a huge hit around the office at All Things Comedy. Then I did my girlfriend's podcast, which is a sports one, and I went, "Oh my god, I got to play some some of Matt's songs for her." And then I, well, you're from the North Shore of New England, and so am I. And um, in fact, we have a mutual friend, um, yeah. uh, Zippy Corning and Pepper. It's so funny. I was like talking about you. Like I was like, I can't stop listening to this guy's like, I know I'm over 40 and I should not be laughing at toilet humor, but it's so goddamn funny and I can't stop. It's like an addiction. And, uh, and then all the Boston sports guy songs totally love those too. So we were talking about it and she goes, Oh, Zippy knows him. 
<laughs> and I was like, stop it. And she goes, no, he's their friends. They went to school together. And I was like, oh my God, that's such a riot. So, um, but yeah, you can get sucked in easily to the uh, toilet humor songs. The six-year-old in all of us comes back immediately and you just can't stop giggling. But it's not just, it's not just toilet humor. Matt's super clever and his rhymes are clever. You don't see the next line coming like you normally would in a song parody or like a joke song where you can kind of guess what they're going to say next. I can never guess what you're going to say next. And that's what I do for a living is to, is write jokes and punchlines. But that's what's so funny about it is the the mystery. <laughs> nice. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, what 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 strikes me funny, too, is like I've, I've created like a little world around it, too, like. The toilet bowl cleaners, um, the lead singer of the toilet bowl cleaners, um, left to do a solo uh, venture, and he calls himself the odd man who sings about poop, puke, and pee. Okay. And just, so like he's in competition with his band for poop songs, but you know it's all me. And then once the toilet bowl cleaners were sick and tired of being laughed at as a novelty band, and they wanted to be respected, so there's a whole album called Mature Love Songs. And, and it's sincere just legitimately, you know, good, sincere love songs. So if you're looking at the discography of, of the band, you see like the white album with brown and yellow uh, stains. Um, you thought we ran out of poop songs and then suddenly mature yeah. love songs. It's like, what? The, what you, is thought, you thought we ran out of poop song ideas. You were wrong is the best album <laughs> title. That is just, yeah. And yeah, that has terrible. poop that has poop into a wormhole on it, which is a, uh, a big hit. They, they played that on NPR a few years ago, which was a, a major uh, event for me. <laughs> you were also on The Tonight Show recently, were you not? I was. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a good day, too. Um, yeah, but basically, it's just like, um, you know, what's the best way I can uh, make a living doing music without leaving the basement? And um, I've determined <laughs> it, it's just to um, to make so many songs about so many topics that it's inevitable people are going to find you and then just see what happens from there. And some pretty cool things have happened. So how'd you get that? So did the tonight show find you? They must've. Yeah. Um, yeah. they told me that, um, Jimmy Fallon was searching, uh, Spotify for a song about pizza hut. And of course I have one. And, and then he just said, let's get this guy to perform it on the show. And you know, a week later I was there. Well, we should play that. What's it called? Used to be a Pizza Hut. It's about how, um, you know, when like a Pizza Hut with the the traditional um, roof, when it turns <laughs> when it turns into um, like a new business, how yeah. you can't you can't really respect the business anymore. <laughs> well, because all the Pizza Huts still retain their shape. Basically, they just they're no longer Pizza Huts. They're something else, but it still looks like a Pizza Hut. Exactly. That's that's precise. You pretty much just said all the lyrics in that song. In fact, <laughs> when they called when they called me to do the song, they said we'd like you to do your Pizza Hut song, and I honestly didn't remember that I had done a Pizza Hut song. So <laughs> I had to scramble and just be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Pizza Hut song, yeah." <laughs> and then as soon as I hung up, I had to look it up and and then relearn it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, we should play that. Used to be a Pizza Hut, and it's by your band title for this one is called paparazzi and the Fo. i can't read it photogs photogs yeah, usually paparazzi and the photogs sing about celebrities but um someone suggested that pizza hut idea so i just threw it on that album 
And I, and then I, I told the guy, uh, you know, three years later when I was on The Tonight Show, I was like, hey, that was a good suggestion. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, very cool. All right, well, let's play a little bit of that. So here's Used to Be a Pizza Hut. It used to be a pizza hut. It used to be a pizza hut. It's not a pizza hut anymore. But to me, it still is. Used to be a pizza hut. Used to be a pizza hut. Someone else moved in and is doing something else now. It will always be a pizza hut. It'll always be a pizza hut. I don't care what you are trying to sell me. It'll always be a pizza hut. It'll always be a pizza hut. It used to be a pizza hut. It used to be a pizza hut. It'll always be a pizza hut. Always be a pizza hut. I don't care what you are trying to sell me. Oh, oh. Now, did you have to get any clearing or anything from Pizza Hut? Has, has anyone ever contacted you from corporate and said, hey, dude, you know, <laughs> chill out or anything? Uh, no, no. I don't know. I mean, uh, you could write a book about Pizza Hut and they can't stop you. Um, why true. can't you write a song about Pizza Hut? That's true. Well, what about celebrity reaction? Have you ever heard from anybody you've written about? Um, yeah, every once in a while... Um, Someone on Twitter might um, post post it on Twitter, but not too not too much. But I bet you that there's a very high percentage of because celebrities are completely obsessed with themselves. Yes, and they're, they're constantly uh, googling themselves and searching their name everywhere. So most I'd say most celebrities have heard it, but they have to pretend to be cool so they don't mention it. You know that sounds so dirty when someone says that they're googling themselves. It, it, seriously. <laughs> It does. There's a song for you right there. Uh, well, I'd like to just confess. I search um, like all of my band names multiple times daily to see if anyone on earth is discussing them. I'm completely obsessed and um, and proud of it. You should be. It's it it catches on so quickly, and especially with like the comedy community, like comedians immediately latched onto this. And I have friends that are like, we text each other about it. We send them back and forth. In fact, I have. Because I'm a comedian and I'm immature and it takes like a lot to make me laugh or something really weird to make me laugh, I uh, I totally got sucked in to the toilet bowl cleaners <laughs> and I was You kind of went them. down the drain, right? It, well, it's okay. You know, it's, it's okay to be silly and have a good time. But I, when I'm on the road, I play it for comics I'm working with. They die. And then the best was my friend PJ Walsh, who's a really funny comedian. He's, we both always make super immature, disgusting jokes. And I was texting him your songs. And he wrote me back, please stop sending these songs. I'm in the car with my girlfriend and her parents. And they, <laughs> they can't. They were asking me why I'm laughing. And I can't tell them. So it was so funny. But it was a big hit over at All Things Comedy. And then on the sports podcast the other day, we played a bunch of your sports songs. I surprised my friend Aaron Foley, who is now a fan of yours. And I threw in, uh, John, when Johnny Damon had long hair, it was probably my favorite. 
But every time we'd have like a, a lull in the show, I'd start playing one of, one of your songs. Nice. Yeah. 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 I like to imagine that's what people kind of do. Friends get together and, and type unusual words into Spotify and then find uh, find crazy songs and just uh, crack each other up. And I collect a half a penny each time it happens. So everyone wins. Well, you've probably made $1,000 for me <laughs> or more. You know, for all things comedy, um, you guys used to have the Bone Zone. And um, back in 2012, they they found the toilet bowl cleaners um, it was Brendan Walsh and Randy, Randy Lidke. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And I put my number out. I, I actually sing my phone number in a lot of my songs. And they called <laughs> me They called me once when they were um, recording an episode, and, and I started talking to them. And then within a few minutes, we realized I had written a song about Brendan Walsh um, that he, he didn't know about until that moment when he called. And it was just this like weird moment where just worlds are colliding, and everyone was... Just everyone was shocked uh, at the same time, but uh, but I've been friends with the, those guys ever since. Oh, that's great! So they've had you on again. Yeah, they they're in. They even flew over here to be in a movie that I made uh, a few years ago, Slingshot Cops, now streaming on Amazon Prime. Nice. So okay, that's right. You've also been making films, and and then there was a documentary about you recently. Yeah, uh, a documentary team from Australia, um, from the ABC, which is like I guess the kind of like the BBC of Australia. Uh, they did they did a five part uh, documentary series about me, which which is great. Yeah, that's awesome. I've seen bits of it on on Twitter. I need to watch it. Um, where yeah, can, wait, we, where can we only, find it? It's currently only in Australia, um, but hopefully it'll it'll be elsewhere um, uh, soon. Okay. I don't, I, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, but. It was okay. cool. It was, uh, yeah, it was a little tiring, I'm, you know, having uh, people around for two weeks, you know, filming me. Yeah. I love my, I'm totally, I like to perform and whatnot, but uh, I, by the end of the day, I was, I was beat. Yeah. Poor, it, poor it, yeah. me. Poor me to have a <laughs> film, a film crew following me, making me feel important. Ugh. Well, the word the word has to keep spreading. Anyone who's listening, once you start listening to these songs, you're totally going to get sucked in. Just plan to just fuck your day. Just give it all up because you're going to be sitting there for hours. I've, it's happened to me more than once. In fact, I don't. it's embarrassing admitting that, but it has. It's happened like more than once where I just sit and listen to a whole bunch of your songs and just crack up laughing. Yeah, and if, if anyone's going to do it, um, do it on June 3rd. That's I've, I've instituted um, a, a worldwide holiday called World Moturn Day. Where <laughs> all people on Earth are, are re- required to listen to a playlist on Spotify called Official Moturn Media Playlist. It's, uh, it's got 300 songs on it. it I lasts have it. Nine hours, and uh, all I ask of the entire world is that every person sits back and listens to my music for nine hours. Um, is that too much to ask? No, I think that's the perfect amount of time. That's actually not enough time. So <laughs> I think I think nine hours is good. What are some of your like favorite? I know it's hard to pick because you have nineteen thousand songs, but like which ones do you f- feel like you've written and you go, you know what that that one's really fucking good. I- I'm gonna pat myself on the back for that one. Like what kind? Uh, which which songs were those? Yeah, well, there's two departments. You know, there's the 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 silly songs, and then you know the the quote unquote good songs that are you know not not uh, not quite as funny and just you know just trying to write a good song. So in in the silly department, um, I really like poop into a wormhole. I think that's um, 
It's pretty funny. It, it's so, so bizarre. You know, it's about <laughs> discover, discovering a wormhole to another dimension and then and pooping into it and sending <laughs> poop to the aliens on the other side. Plus, it's a message for our times. <laughs> <laughs> it speaks to a generation. It really does. It's catchy. I'm real proud of that. I'm super proud that it played on NPR too, which is just, you know, of all my songs, the one to be played on uh, on <laughs> NPR, coast to coast. Like, how, a lot. Of, a fun weekend was when that played. I searched "poop wormhole" on Twitter, and there's all these people saying, "Did I just hear a <laughs> wormhole on on the media? What what is going on?" So that was a that was a fun weekend. That's my uh, friend then, Tony's favorite one. My friend Tony Moschetto, he's a comedian in Boston. That's his favorite one, is Poop It's Over. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. yeah that, that's that's a, a good moment. And then, but, you know, uh, you know, I still I still think I'm the greatest songwriter of all time. And so, you know, I just have written a lot of, you know, just straightforward what I consider to be good songs, you know. So there's one called I'll Make a Poster by one of my band's projection from the side. And it's uh, it's just kind of a song about, what it's like to be in your basement uh, making music with your friends, and I'm pretty happy about that one. Okay, well, let's play that right now. So here's I'll Make a Poster, and this is... Projection from the Side. It's actually a band that I, I um, my friends and I formed in high school, and we got back together a few years ago to, to reclaim the magic. I'll make a poster and we'll hang it on the wall The horror fest is gonna start tonight around seven Frog can be John, if I can be Paul We'll be recognized as geniuses before we're up in heaven Say a prayer for Bill every morning for his ankle I advised him to tenderize it with a hammer Did you hear about that guy who graduated with us? He beat somebody up and now he's in the slammer Snake was back in town or so that's what we all heard So we showed up at his house 
us as soon as we got the word And we watched some rerun shows With his mother Mo Your snake was back in town or so That's what we all heard So we showed up at his house as soon as we got the word And we watched some rerun shows Until she told us it's time to go We weren't quite the Beatles, but it filled us with pride We talked about weddings or perhaps some open mics But life got in the way and we never had time Froggy moved to Florida, I went to New Hampshire Pete drove to LA, none of us found the answers Now we're back in the basement rocking For the obligatory reunion I went to New Hampshire, he drove to L.A., but none of us found the answers. Now we're back in the basement rocking. Nothing else that I'd rather be doing. That was cool. I like them. I'll make a poster. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's it's more earnest than um, pooping my fingernails. Well, uh, just a little, just a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, it, it, it kind of sums up the idea of wanting to become a big band, right? So you're going to make this poster, and it's really more important to spend time on the poster than is it actually getting good. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's something. Uh, you know, it's just... Uh... It's kind of like when heavy metal bands put more time into designing a logo. I know what you mean exactly. Yeah, and especially when you know when you're in middle school, it's like you're in a you say you're in a band with your friends, but none of none of them make none of them play instruments, and you've never <laughs> done anything, but you have you got the logo, <laughs> yep. stage designs, everything, but learning how to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing I think people might ig- not ignore, but maybe just not take note of, is that you're a really good musician, Matt. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's um, it sometimes makes me makes me a little sad when like I when I find an article about me. There was one in a French um, website, and it the translation is, it, "Do you have no talent? Well, you can still make it in music. Just look at this guy in a big picture <laughs> of my face." Yeah. <laughs> you forgot and, uh, to say that it it said ho ho before you said what they <laughs> it wrote. You know. Well, yeah. I, I was, uh, and then um, I'm often called the spammer of Spotify, um, <laughs> which, uh, you know, whatever. Any press is good press, but um, people talk about it like like anyone can just spend 10 years, um, you know, 30 hours a week while still working a day job um, and produce all this stuff. And that's like a, a scam. Like it's a trick to make money. Like if I wanted to make money, I would have worked at McDonald's and probably earned more. Right. Well, yeah, that's the thing. For all the songs you're writing, you're working really hard, and you're not just like, you're not just like phoning them in. I mean, your songs are clever. They have a hook. They have funny punchlines that you don't see coming. It's not. I mean, I, I mean, of course, there are the very, very, very simple ones that are still hilarious. Like, like the poop song probably has the most downloads, right? Yeah, the poop song has six hundred fifty thousand streams on Spotify, and all I do is sing the word poop for a minute and a half. Um, <laughs> 
Do you really think we should use the word stream and poop? (laughs) No, it's no, it's comic. It's perfect. Simplicity at its finest. Sometimes the best jokes are very, very simple. Right. And that is that song. And sorry, but it's really funny. And if you don't find it funny, you're dead inside. There's something dead inside of you. Right. Lighten up. Oh, poop. funny in the big in the big picture that you know this this musician who this musician who thinks he's bob dylan has only found success by singing the word poop over and over again it's uh it's sad and and beautiful all at once (laughs) it is it is beautiful you know matt eventually if you throw enough shit at the wall something's gotta stick right (laughs) absolutely and i've taken that quite literally Okay, but to get away from the toilet songs and get back to some of the other songs, just really quickly, just to wrap this up, my personal favorite that I've sent to everyone is when you poop in your dreams, you poop in your bed. Mm-hmm. That to me was like, who has ever thought of that? That that thought would never cross my mind. It just is the one, it's one of the most clever toilet humor jokes I've ever heard. And it, it still makes me laugh. I... I know it by heart. It is hysterical. We just have to play a little bit of it, but just a little bit, and then I have to stop laughing because we have to keep going. (laughs) I dreamed I was in a field pooping with some llamas. When I woke, I was in bed, and there was poop in my pajamas. Because when you poop in your dream, you really poop in your bed. It's not just happening in your head when you poop in your dream, you really poop in your bed. It's not just happening in your head. In my dream, I was using a porta potty located right near a weeping willow. And when I awoke, what did I find? Poop, poop, poop all over my pillow. When you poop in your dream, you really poop in your bed. It's not just happening in your head when you poop. a combination bed and toilet and do it in a hurry then I can dream about pooping all night long without any worry oh yeah 
why don't you want to talk about the poop songs? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I have a recording of you, like, spazzing out about poop <laughs> for, like, 40 minutes. It's unusable, but I still have it. Every once in a while, you do say, I'm a grown woman. I shouldn't think like this. And I'm like, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. How is this any different than Weird Al? Yeah, true. It's hilarious. Yes, it's very funny. It's, uh, it's fantastic stuff. Like I said, you've gotten more than a more than a few ninety nine cents out of me. So, you know, I, I personally enjoy your work. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, well, you know, um, it's like um, I kept on thinking, what are things that are associated with bed? You know, so I'm like pajamas. I'm like, okay, he's gonna be dreaming about llamas, so I can get that right. I was like retroactively just saying what the dream was about before. Uh, it. Just that's just a little hint into the how 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 the magic is made. <laughs> if you're gonna write nineteen thousand and sixty seven songs, this is this is a primer. Yeah. Well, not to sh- not to show the trick, you know, with magic, but and I'm not even anywhere near the parody or comedy songwriter that you are. But I used to write parodies and and comedy songs for Wayne Brady, and the cool. the trick was. You write the punchline first and then the setup around it is what I would do a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because that's just what you have to do sometimes. Otherwise, you have this great setup and then you'll be searching forever to find the punchline. Not to give too much away, but even then, I still don't see what's coming in Matt's songs. I, I just don't. I'm like, that's what that's where it's coming. Like, that's where it went. Like, I didn't see it going there at all. And that is such a fun part of comedy is surprise punchlines, misdirection. That's funny and matt is really good at the misdirection so that's why i think the songs are so popular too many thanks thank you Mm -hmm. now do you have a personality or star that you wrote a lot about like is there one star that you were fixated on i have a whole album called i love bob dylan and it's uh (laughs) it's 20 songs about my obsession with bob dylan oh that's cool and then I got a couple, probably like three or four Scarlett Johansson songs. Oh, my. And uh, Scarlett Johansson Farts is really a good song. That's an epic. It's one of my best. I'm really proud of that one. (laughs) Absolutely. She's so pretty and she's so great. Acting in movies, singing songs by Tom Waits She is the woman of so many men's dreams Sometimes she releases stinky steam Oh, where, oh, where is that stench coming from? It's coming from Scarlett Johansson's bum Oh, where, oh, where is that stench coming from? It's coming from Scarlett Johansson's bum Scarlett Johansson farts Scarlett Johansson farts When a woman is so poised and so pretty as she And is a talented and famous celebrity We think that God created her with so much wisdom That he decided he wouldn't bog her down with a digestive system But where, oh where is that stench coming from? It's coming from Scarlett Johansson's bum Oh where, oh where is that stench coming from? It's coming from Scarlett Johansson's bum Because Scarlett Johansson farts Scarlett Johansson farts. Scarlett Johansson farts. Scarlett Johansson farts. Uh.
every once in a while you got to take that one out and blow the stink off of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I um and one of the one of the most ridiculous things I've ever done was I I have an album with 93 songs about office supplies. Really? Yeah, it's really thorough. It's got a song about <laughs> staples, a song about staplers, a song about staple removers. It's got songs about blue pens and black pens and office chair, office desk. It's just it's it's I just made it in the hopes that when people would discover it they would just be like what? <laughs> what is this, you know? Mhm. The highlighter song um, is is a masterpiece on that one, if I do say so myself. Wow. Sometimes when I am reading something, I will come across a part that I will want to remember for the future. What am I going to do about that? I am going to grab my highlighter and highlight the part that I want to remember. Oh, yeah. I love my highlighter. It is such a good and convenient way to remember stuff. Highlighter, it's just like a marker, except that the color that comes out is very light and bright. It's usually orange or yellow, so when you put the color over the text, you still see the text, especially if the text is written in black or blue or some other dark color. That is the point of the highlighter you get to highlight the part of the text that you want to remember uh-huh i love my highlighter i've got a couple of them some yellow ones and some orange ones some people use other colors too but i think that yellow and orange are what is best for me oh yeah i love my highlighter i use it all the time when i I'm reading something and I come across a section that I really want to remember and go back to in the future. That's when I use my highlighter. Yeah, yeah. My highlighter is wonderful. It's so good at reminding me of the best parts of whatever I'm reading. La 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 highlighter. I love it. I like this stupid people hate these songs because they're dumb. And I agree with you. <laughs> they are dumb. That's one of Matt's album titles by the passionate and objective Joker fan. <laughs> stupid people hate these songs because they're dumb. I have a lot of fun with uh, album titles and song titles because I just like to imagine like being at like a sit down interview, you know, like uh, before Charlie Rose was disgraced. If ever like to sit down with him and be like, and then in 2015, you came out with stupid people hate these songs because they think because they're dumb. You know, it would just be fun to force someone to ha have to say that mouthful. Wow. <laughs> Jerry Garcia, great, great music man. Jerry Garcia, leading the Counterculture up on stage, singing songs, doing stuff. Jerry Garcia, Grateful Dead Man, making great music that I love. Jerry Garcia, making the world so happy with his wonderful music. Jerry Garcia. Jerry Garcia, 
writing good songs. Jerry Garcia singing up on stage in front of all the dead heads and the dead heads. They were so happy to be listening to Jerry Garcia cause he's wonderful but good man. Jerry Garcia, Jerry Garcia. Everyone needs to check this out. Everyone needs to get lost in a, in a, in a search of, of, of Matt's songs and the Moturn Media playlist. Official <clears throat> Moturn Media playlist. And what, what's also fun is if you're like looking at Paparazzi and the Photogs on Spotify, if you look at the related artists, you if you look closely enough, you're like, wait, that's the same guy's face on, on the photo for all 20 of these related artists. And uh, I, you know, I like to imagine that light bulb moment when people say, wait. He's got more. Oh my God! You know, and then they. <laughs> now you have a song called "Plow Guy Hit My Garage." I, I, you know, it sets it sets it all up. The plow guy bumped into my garage. Now I gotta find the courage to ask him to pay me or do the repair. My instinct is to just ignore it. Convince myself before it happened. All the damage was already there. Did you actually get any uh, uh, money from the guy, or did he did he fix it, or did you wind up fixing it? I, I, I just have to know. Yeah, well, later in that album, there's a song called Plow Guy Update, um, which just... <laughs> it wasn't fully resolved, but I was, I was finishing the album, so just I wanted to give people an idea of what had happened in the, in the, the 10 days between the, the two songs were written. But uh, he just denied it. He was like, no, I think maybe a different plow guy drove into your garage. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> random plows are just going into my driveway. So, um, no, that was on me. I had to pay a guy to fix it. It cost me 1200 bucks. Jesus. Wow. But that song is priceless. So right. um, turns out it was totally worth it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. About an hour ago, my Check out the damage done by the plow guy He says in a day or two I'm gonna get An email from him with an estimate Meanwhile the plow guy is in denial He's treating the whole thing like it's a trial 
He says for all he knows it was someone other than him To that I say plow guy the chances are pretty slim Are you suggesting that a stranger aimed at my garage and hit On the very same night that you were plowing it situation is really draining my time I ought to be making music instead of investigating a crime some would say at least it's an experience providing me with inspiration and relevance the unlived life's not worth examining work living it's tedious and it's infuriating let it be over soon so that I can get back to singing Matt Farley where can people find you on the internet uh, you can find me at moturnmedia.com and Moturn Media on Twitter or you and you can just call me on my cell phone, 603-644-0048. He's not kidding, folks. You can call him. <laughs> 603, that's New Hampshire, isn't it? Yeah, I lived in New Hampshire for 10 years after college. Um, oh. But then when I moved back to Mass, um, I was like, oh, man, I need to take this number with me because otherwise whoever gets this number is going to be in for it. Oh, know? they're going to be fuckers. <laughs> There's no way around <laughs> Because oh, I get caught pretty much every morning I wake up with a message on you know at three in the morning. Hey, are you the guy from the song? <laughs> that is so funny that you give people your number. I've never heard anyone of <laughs> anyone doing that. Yeah, oh. I sing it in in <laughs> in hundreds, if not thousands, of songs. Oh my god, I haven't heard that yet. I've seen you put it up. I think I think on your Twitter it says you can call me. Well, Courtney, yeah. get uh, busy because you know. You're going to bump into it with 19,067 songs. So I, I know. I have it's to mostly, look for it. It's mostly in the celebrity, paparazzi and the photog celebrity songs. I'll just okay. sing to the celebrity and say, you know, call me sometime and tell me more about your, your career. Okay, so we should maybe go out on this song because tortured artists get all the respect that I don't get. Yeah, ain't that the truth. Oh, the tortured artist is such a stupid story and it's such a myth and everybody falls for it. I've got to start telling people I'm a drug addict and I'm sad and I'm miserable and I live out in the forest by myself because if I did that, people would respect me and they'd think that my songs were good. Uh-oh, oh when people find out that I'm just a normal person and I just like making music, then they stop like my music go oh, the tortured artist what a manufactured myth i don't believe it i never have and never will oh, oh, oh the whole tortured artist story if you take the tortured artist and you give him truth serum he'd say i'm not tortured i just know this story's good at tricking people into buying my stuff it's not true, I just made up this darn story Cause it tricks the people into b -b 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 buying my stuff Obviously, that the inspiration for that song 
Yeah, well, the inspiration is, I mean, you you understand me because you, you're a comedian and um, and you get it. Where A lot of people have a very uh, narrow view of what a musician is allowed to do, sort of, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. And when they, when they hear about what I'm doing, they just, they write me off, like I said earlier, you know, as a talentless hack. And frankly, again, you know, I know it doesn't sound very modest, but I am the greatest uh, songwriter of this century for sure. And probably, I agree. Probably any century. And <laughs> also, I'm, I'm just a suburban dad, clean living. I don't even say bad words other than poop and pee. And I feel like that also makes people have no respect for me. Like if I was this drug-addled maniac who was uh, destroying hotel rooms, they'd be like, oh. Look at him. Look how tortured he is. You know, but it's, I'm just a guy who likes to make music. And so they say, eh, who cares? So I let it all out with that song. Well, you know what? Real artists, and it's true, just I understand just being in comedy and then everybody likes what they like. But that's why I don't like comedy contests. It's like, who's the funniest? Like, how do you, you can't really decide that, you know, because everybody's funny for different reasons and you like what you like for different reasons. But I think you have so much uh, variety. In your songs, I mean, you definitely have that sound where you know it's a Matt Farley song, mm-hmm. but but you have so much variety that there is literally something for everyone. <laughs> everyone will find something they like through Matt Farley's Motown Media Music. You will you will find something, and if you don't, like I said, you're dead inside. There's something wrong with you. It's not him. It's you. So. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Well, well, Matt, I, I would say that you are the Weird Al of this generation, but Weird Al is still living, so uh, we don't <laughs> want to insult him, but you're, you, you have built up a tremendous body of work, seriously. All, all joking aside, all kidding aside, and I want you to, to tell people where they can find you on the web and where they can get your music. Moternmedia.com, and uh, just look up official Motern Media playlist on Spotify, and that's I've put together just my best 300 songs <laughs> oh very good well you know today pop went poop so here we are but it's it's so much more folks there's a lot of funny stuff out there if you're into the parody stuff or just different ways of expressing yourself like uh the tortured artist right boston girls are wicked awesome like oh, that's, that's a great good. song yeah now you did write a song about our own courtney right Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, after I heard Courtney on the Lana Turner podcast, I said, Courtney deserves a song just for being a, a great human being, but doubly for promoting my music. So uh, so then, then I wrote it. Yeah, how, how did it turn out, Courtney? It turned out great. It's, it's hysterical, and I'm insanely flattered, and it was the best day ever. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, my whole life I've always wanted someone to write a song about me, and literally the greatest songwriter of all time did it. So this this is a good day. And thank you, by the way. It's hysterical. I love it. Sometimes I like to not even tell people, you know, that I've written songs about them and hope they'll just find it, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I sent you a, a link when when that one came out. You, d- you did. You did. Thank you. It was awesome. So nice of you. I'll tell you, the day that that, that happened, she contacted me. And you would have thought that, like, Paul McCartney wrote a song about her or Neil Finn wrote <laughs> a song about her. <laughs> <laughs> she was just off off the wall it was insane beautiful that's great yeah
Look, there's a new rule though. Like, if there's someone with your exact name who's making music on Spotify, uh -huh. because of the Matt Farley rule, I can't sing about them. So now well, you before can also I do use song, the name Podfather. So, oh, you're the Podfather. I like yeah. that. They call him the Podfather. Yeah. yeah. They call him the Podfather. They also call him uh, Shithead. But on the it depends on who you talk oh. to, you know. So. I just saw you wrote a song about the Beverly Salem Bridge. Oh yeah. Well, uh, yeah. That, that, you know, yeah. Well, one thing I like is when people sing uh, about specific, very specific uh, things. Like so many songs are kind of universal and generic. I want to get so specific, and so yeah. That that's about the day they opened the Beverly Salem Bridge. The night before they opened it, they had a party um, where people could dance on the bridge, and my friends and I all went. So it's a anthem uh, reliving that event. Wait. So they built another one besides where the train goes. So, uh, like, the bridge that currently you can drive over from Beverly to Salem yeah. was built in 1998, I believe. Ni no, 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 95, 95. So before that, it was, like, a lower bridge that had to open every time a boat came through. Oh, okay. We'll be back to bridge talk right after <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm from the same area. I'm from the same area. So. Whenever Courtney goes too long, at some point she'll be talking about a wreck on the 405 or something. It just turns into <laughs> travel talk with Courtney. So Sorry, Courtney on a tangent. Yeah, it's one of the things I love about her. So. Oh, Matt, promote the June 3rd show, uh, the live show you're doing. I only do one live show a year, and it's five and a half hours long. I have 70, 75 songs on the set list. It's called World Moturn Day Extravaganza. Uh, you can get tickets at my website. It's on Saturday, June 2nd. We have people coming from Belgium, people coming from Australia, Canada, from all around the world, but we've only sold 16 tickets, so we'd like to sell a we'd like to sell a few more. The closest person coming to the show lives like three and a half hours away. So it's going to be an event, and um, um, I, I love it. We do it. We, this is the second year. We've, we've vowed to do it at least for 10 years, and then if it continues to lose me money, I'm going to stop. I'm going to try and go because my parents are going to be there at their cottage. It's cottage time. They left, they left this morning. So I'm going to try and go if I can. It'd be do fun. It. What, what city are you from? Ips well, they're in Ipswich. My family's in Ipswich. Right, and that's where you grew up? N no. I was born in Melrose, and uh, it's a long story. Okay. <laughs> we'll do North Shore talk. But I, 
I've been spending summers in Ipswich since I was 13, so. Cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So, Matt Farley, we want to thank you for being on POP today and let all your listeners know that you can be found here as well. And seriously, it was it was a blast having you on the show. And we look forward yeah. to having you back again. Yeah, you guys are great. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for being on the show. Well, without further ado, here's another classic from Matt Farley as we go out here on this episode of POP. Thanks for listening. Bye. And that's our show. Pop is an online, nonprofit pop culture audio fanzine made for fans by fans. Any samples of music, TV, or movies heard here remain the property of their owners. Pop, a pop culture podcast, is not affiliated with any products we review or discuss. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of the pop staff. If you like something that you heard, buy it at your local record, video, or bookstores, or wherever pop is found. If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying whatever you do, make sure it pops. Oh, wow, hot. The, the, the Courtney Cut cast. Now that we've cut the last 30 minutes, minutes because of, I won't yeah, shut yeah. up. Uh, <laughs> we <laughs> gonna sit right here and watch you walk on by. Sit right here. I'm gonna cry. Sit right here. Sit right here. The, the, the Courtney Cut cast. I'm not myself lately. It's all good, <laughs> Ken and Courtney. I'm the guy across the street, and I'm looking at myself thinking I'm too fat. Oh, yeah. When the voices inside my head start saying nice things, it makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, Matt. Hey, hey, it's Matt. Hi. This is Ken Mills. He's the host of 45 Podcasts, and th this one is called Pop. Excellent. Hey, Ken. Nice to meet you, sir. Likewise. I'm waiting for my inevitable turn about Ken Mills poops too much or something stupid. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll add you. To, oh, I'm doing the great name poop uh, project right now, so the, um, Ken's probably on the list. <laughs> All right. And joining us now on the Zilch Hotline is the one, the only, Matt Farley. Uh, you what? said Zilch. You said I did? Zilch. Yeah. See, that's one of the problems with having more than one podcast. Thank you, Courtney. You're awesome. Zilch is the monkey's podcast. <laughs> yeah. All righty then. Say goodnight, Dick. <laughs>